We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Uh, it was a thing of beauty, and of course, last year, second year in a row, Eagles take a wide receiver in the first round. It's Devontae Smith. He has a good rookie year, not a spectacular one, but I'm uh, earlier this week... At my computer, reading The Athletic, as I do every day, Zach Berman, and I see the question posed, will the Eagles draft a first-round wide receiver for the first year in a row? And Zach Berman, who joins us now from The Athletic, you you, you did not rule that out. No, I, I, I would not rule that out. In a typical year, I would probably rule it out, given that it's, it's poor resource allocation to spend three consecutive years of first-round picks on a wide receiver, but... I'd say given the context, the fact that they have three first-rounders this year and the fact that where they're drafting, the, the strength is going to be wide receivers and edge rushers, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll have a hard time passing on some of these, these wideouts unless they completely move out of the spot. You guys wrote that um, the value of wide receivers suggests that none of them are top ten but a lot of them will be going. The Eagles have, what is it, 15, 16, 15, 16, 19. 15, 16, 19. 19. Yep. But that a lot of them are kind of slotted to go right in that area. Toss a name or two at us that you could see ending up with the Eagles? Sure. I would say Traylon Burks from Arkansas. He did not run especially fast. Uh, and, and, and when you see what all the receivers and, and, all, and all the players are running this week, that stands out, but, but if in watching Burks at Arkansas, I mean, he's 6'3", 225. He's been compared to Debo Samuel in terms of the way he was used. He would give the Eagles a different type of receiver. I would definitely – I'd pay attention to him. Drake London from USC, there's probably some concern given that J.J. Ortega-Whiteside hasn't worked out, and he's that jump ball type receiver. But he's a different player than J.J., and uh, he's, he's a, a little bigger. I, I think he was a more productive college player. Uh, and, and then if they're looking for speedier guys, uh, the two Ohio State receivers, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and then if they're willing to be patient, Jamison Williams from Alabama tore his ACL in the national championship game. But similar to Landon Dickerson last year, if you just wait on him, he has world-class speed. So those are five guys to watch. Ray, he had me at Debo Samuel, by the way. Yeah, well, uh, that's actually a good comparison. Uh, some, uh, I, I thought the same thing, and I read, read a few comments this week of people kind of saying the same thing because he did play that kind of role at Arkansas. He did play as a running, he played as a running back. He played as a wide receiver. They moved him all over the place. It was, it was very, very much like Debo Samuel. Uh, and so if you 
have that kind of flexibility in your offense, he would be a fit. Um, I, you know, Zach, I think, I think you're right. I think that when you're talking about how this first round of the draft figures to shake out in that area between 15 and 20, uh, probably the strength of it is, is going to be wide receivers going to be right there. Uh, there, are, there are some good guys there. I just look at where the Eagles are right now, and I'll tell you, if I, if I held on to all three picks, and I kind of still think that's a stretch. I still think Howie's mm-hmm. not going to be able to resist the urge to wheel and deal with those three picks. But let's say they held on to 15, 16, 19. Um, I would still, man, I would still go one, two, three defense. I, I really would. I, I mean, this defense, it needs to get young. It needs to get fast. It needs to get physical. And those kind of players are there. I mean, if this draft, if this, if this combine proved nothing else, I mean, it proved that. Uh, I mean, a lot of the guys that were really good defensive prospects came to Indianapolis and not only didn't disappoint, actually exceeded expectations. I mean, Traylon sure. Walker, the kid at, at Georgia, who I, who I loved at Georgia, you know, I, I thought that he might be there for the Eagles, 15, 16, 19. After the way he performed at Indy, I'm not so sure he is. But I guess my, my, my point is those defensive players are there in abundance. And if you're, if you're really thinking about trying to rebuild this defense and get younger and faster and tougher, man – It'd be hard for me to not not use those three picks to get defensive players because the picking's going to be really good. Sure, and I, I agree with you, especially with edge rusher. Uh, there is there is no stronger bet for the Eagles this offseason than drafting an edge rusher in the first round as long as they have those picks, if they, if they don't give them all away. Um, that's, that's the most likely outcome. This is an edge rusher draft. Uh, you saw the times yesterday, but even – before yesterday, just the, the 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 strength of this class, there are five, six, seven edge rushers who who will be first round picks. So, uh, and I can also tell you from talking to people with the Eagles, that's their priority this offseason: fixing fixing the pass rush, improving the pass rush. And I I know there's a lot of attention about linebacker. I know there's a lot of attention about uh, safety, which I think they address in free agency. But I, I do think that the Eagles believe if they can improve the pass rush, it will change everything with the defense. So it's difficult to predict what the Eagles will do, what Howie Roseman will do with those three uh, mid-first-round picks. But let's say he decides that there is one guy. I mean, not the, you're not going to get the number one guy, right? But there's a guy somewhere eh, maybe you know between pick five and ten that he could move two of his picks and move up for, is there a name, a pass rusher, an edge guy that you see going early that they may make a move to grab? Sure. Well, the, the, the top two guys, you'd say, are Aiden Hutchinson and Kayvon Thibodeau, and right. I'm not sure they can move up. Right. I'm assuming that's, right. that, that's outside yeah. the realm of possibility. Uh, Trayvon Walker, next who Ray to, just right. mentioned, athletically uh, is off the charts when you see the way he tested really a versatile lineman. You know, the, the, the way he was used at Georgia would be different than the way he's used with the Eagles. But when you watch Jonathan Gannon's defense, I think they like that. They like having an edge guy who can bounce inside to the 5 eye at times. He can do that. Uh, so I would say Walker, after the, after the performance yesterday, I'd be surprised if he falls down to 15. The yeah, other thing, I would, too. I would, too. I would, too. Sadly, yeah. I hate to say it, because I really thought that he would be there in the teens that the that the Eagles could get him, but after yesterday, no way. He's definitely a top ten player now. But if if you're looking for a creative trade up scenario, and, and you believe that there are enough edge rushers in the team, if you can package two of those first to move up and get a safety like Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame, 
or a corner like uh, like Sauce Gardner uh, from Cincinnati or uh, or Derek Stingley from LSU, and you still have a first rounder to pick up an edge rusher, that would significantly improve the defense. What did you think? Um... Yeah, I, I was I was just blown away by Walker. I mean, you know, Zach. One of the things about the the combine. I mean, I think there's good aspects to it, and there's not so good aspects to it, depending on how you approach it. Um, there's always a danger, and teams do this all the time at the combine. That a guy will go there that had a mediocre college career, has mediocre tape, but goes there and works out like a like a madman for three days, and all of a sudden he becomes like a first round draft pick. Uh, and then there are the guys to me like Walker who have really solid tape and at, at a good college program, and then they go there and, and heighten their stock by performing great on top of it. You know, those guys are great. I mean, that's why, that's why I'm, you know, I saw what Walker did, and I, you know, and I feel more certain than ever now that I think he's going to be a real player, but I, I, just, don't, I just don't see him getting out of the top ten now. But I think that the danger of the combine is you get guys who, didn't, who kind of underachieved in college but have three days of great workouts, and now all of a sudden you believe that they're going to be the answer. Whereas if you have a guy who had a really good college career and then he goes and works out the way Walker did, now I think you can put the stamp on him and say, yeah, here's a guy that's worth trading up for. I, I agree that's a good way to look at it. It's, it's, an, it's, a, it's an additional data point, right? So you're, you're not overweighing it. If you, if you look at the on-field testing, you look at the medical you look at the interview, you add that to what you saw on Saturdays throughout the fall, you add that to what you hear from the coaches, um, from, from people inside the program. Because of, of what you're saying, you're seeing more coaches now, head coaches in the NFL, not even going to the combine because they, they don't want to put too much weight on these factors that, that, that have, have less to do with actually playing the game because what they're doing now for the combine, the prospects, are spending these, these weeks leading up to it preparing for the 40, preparing for the three-cone drill, preparing for the bench, not necessarily preparing for the critical factors that it takes to play the position. Uh, so I, I, I agree you don't want to overweigh it, but if you look at it as an additional data point, I think it's valuable. All right, we've gone nine minutes into this conversation, Zach Berman, and have not mentioned the quarterback. Uh, the Eagles remain publicly committed to Jalen Hurts as their quarterback in 2022. Ray and I both put a number between 1 and 100 on we see as the likelihood of him opening the season as a starting quarterback. What would you say? I would say 65 to 70. Ooh, it's a the little most likely lower outcome. than us, Ray. A it's the most likely outcome because I'm not sure that Russell Wilson's going to move is going to be moved this all season. Uh, if Wilson is moved, I believe the Eagles would be players there. And then the variable that I, I simply can't account for right now is Deshaun Watson. If 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 he's playing football this year, if if things are cleared there, um, and the Eagles are, are are satisfied enough with the information they get off the field, I do believe the Eagles will make a run there. He's he's one of the best quarterbacks alive right now, um, purely from a football perspective. But because those variables are hard to account for, I think the most likely outcome is Hurts as the quarterback, and I, I don't believe the Eagles are going to be major players for these first-round quarterbacks in the draft. Yeah, I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Willis, uh, that, that Howie Roseman was, um, was impressed with Willis when he saw him in Mobile, uh, and apparently had a, he, had a, he had a good week of practice. You were down there. You saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, and yep. there was some report that, that, that Howie was intrigued. 
and uh, that that he might uh, that he might see him as draftable. Um, to me, to me, Zach, I don't know. I mean, I, I just saw him. A co- I just saw a couple games, and one of them was the Ole Miss game where he was terrible. So I, I guess I guess I'm just a little bit biased here. I think he is. I think he's really a raw prospect. I, I you know the physical talent. Yeah, it's, it's undeniable. It's there. But man, I think he's a long, long way away from being ready to play in the NFL. Yeah, the 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 reason to take Willis would be if the tools hit, um, they can hit big. Uh, but the 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 the, the takeaway I, I had from talking to different people in Indianapolis about the Eagles is they they really love Jalen Hurts as like as, as as what you look for in in that position off the field, and, and they believe that whatever what whatever ceiling he has. He's going to hit it based on the way, it, based on the makeup. Now the question is, what is his ceiling? And and you can say Willis's ceiling is higher than Hertz's ceiling, and 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 you can go on down the list at looking at different quarterbacks. But but the Eagles aren't committed to Hertz out of convenience. They're committed to Hertz because they believe in the person. Uh, so I I think they only will seek an upgrade on Hertz if they're convinced the player is a material upgrade. And I'm not sure you can say that about Willis right now. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, last one from me, uh, Zach, and you can follow, by the way, Zach Berman at ZBERM on Twitter. Uh, you had a chance at the Combine to check in with our old pal Doug Peterson. <laughs> yep. Yeah, give us give us the report. I think Doug's happy right now. <laughs> I mean, Doug is uh, – it's, it's a lot um, – it's a lot less stressful, I'd say, than being the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, he, he really likes Trevor Lawrence. That would be obvious. I, I think, I think most coaches would, they, they, they have a, a really good cap situation. They, they have, I think 12 picks, the number one overall pick. He knows he has work to do. And, and there are also things inside that building that, that, that need to be rectified, but he, he has full commitment from ownership. And, and as an example of that, they were going to hire a chief exec, you know, an executive VP of football operations. They paused that search because of how impressed the owner, Shad Khan, has been with Doug Peterson. So I actually think Doug is going to be more involved in building the roster and in some of those decisions than he was with the Eagles. Yeah, one of the things, and I, you know, I think Doug's a good coach, and I think in the right situation, I think he can, uh, he can win. And he's, he certainly demonstrated that in Philadelphia. I got to tell you, I, and I know he was probably asked about this, and there was nothing he could say in response. There'd be no good answer to this. But... Trent Balky is the GM to me is a problem. Mm-hmm. It really is. I, I think that yep. you know I think Doug can succeed down there if he has a good working relationship with the front office and he's working with guys who know what they're doing. I'm not sure Trent Balky fits either of those descriptions. That's that's really the the big question that you hear from people around the league is is the front office dynamics and and to Doug's credit, the thing about him that that's always been the case is people like being with him, people like working with him. Um, and I, I think that personality will be beneficial. Now, there's always a honeymoon period, and, and we'll see how long it lasts. But right now, I, I, I'd say uh, it's going well for Doug. Well, we wish him well. I do. I, I think everybody in this town uh, will always have a place for Doug Peterson. Zach Berman, terrific job. Always look forward to reading your reporting in The Athletic. Uh, and follow him at ZBERM on Twitter. Uh, enjoy the rest of your weekend. Great. Thank you. you Thank too. you, Zach. All right, there you go. I like, I like Zach. Zach does a really good job. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 